Hello and welcome to The Nate Show. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate that. Don't forget to follow along on social media at The Nate Show 423s where you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There will be new podcast episodes up every Tuesday and from time to time I'll be doing different things throughout the week. But enough of that, let's see what's on the menu for today. It is Valentine's Day. It's that wonderful day that, you know, reminds me that I'm not already enough of a schmuck all year round. I get one whole day to really isolate all of my shortcomings as a lover. Um, I will say this though, if you're out there and you're single or you're pursuing someone, this day can kind of be used as a cheat code. It's kind of like your, you know, your one free day a year where you're able to sort of woo someone and it's part of the expected thing, but it can still work for you. You have all of these things available to you. You can't go into the store to buy a bottle of Pepto-Bismol without seeing teddy bears and cards and chocolate and flowers and pink and red. And yeah, the Pepto is pink, but that's a different kind of pink, not really the same thing. Uh, you get a chance to really stock up and do like some special things. And I will just tell you my personal opinion that you're already at a loss. No matter what you do, you can be the the greatest, uh, you know, the best hopeless romantic, greatest lover, whatever. You could have the perfect Valentine's Day. You take your significant other out on a date or whatever it is that you do, and it's wonderful. And inevitably, the very next day, your significant other will either they'll go back to work or they'll talk to their friend on the phone on the phone and their friend will say, "Hey, so and so did this for me. It was the most amazing thing." And whatever that person did is better than what you did and your significant other is just going to be going, "Why couldn't you have done that?" Uh anyway, this isn't where I wanted to go with any of this, but I'm going to come back to the Valentine's Day thing at the end of the episode, so make sure you stick around for that. And yeah, I may throw in some humor with it. Uh, but I'm also going to use it to tie to some things that I find uh, to be very serious matters because I feel like those need to be addressed And because there, there's a lot of people that struggle uh, not simply just with the idea of Valentine's Day uh, but struggle year-round with some different emotions and feelings and, and feeling like maybe there's nobody to talk to about it. And I just want you to know, like... You, you know, you're not alone in those feelings. You're, you're absolutely not alone. And now if you're out there, if you're in a relationship or you're married or, or you're single or whatever, and you don't have a single problem with Valentine's day or whatever, that that's fine too. That you're even better for it. That's awesome. Like I'm speaking more so to the people that do have sort of these issues, but I'm going to talk a little bit of basketball as I always do. The trade deadline was crazy. Uh, I may talk about something since we're on the topic of love and Valentine's day, I'm going to talk about, uh, former UFC fighter, current WWE uh, women's superstar Ronda Rousey. Um, I'll go into that a little bit, but let's just uh, and I, like I said, I'll, I'll I'll wrap up with all that other stuff as far as the serious stuff goes and Valentine's Day and this and that. So let's just go ahead and get into it. The NBA trade deadline was this past week, and it was absolutely insane. You ended up with uh, Dwayne Wade going back to the Miami Heat. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers basically blew up their roster and started over. And Isaiah Thomas, as part of that, ended up on the Lakers. And I'm going to address those. There were other trades and different things, but those were kind of the three uh, main things that I'm, I'm going to focus on and kind of how they tie into the rest of the season. I'll get the Dwayne Wade one out of the way. You know, it was only a couple of years ago that they had had kind of an ugly ending to things there in Miami. Uh, LeBron had left a couple of years prior. 
and Chris Bosh was going through the health issues and wasn't able to play, and Wade was kind of the last remaining thing as part of that big three era. And he wanted a, a certain amount of money, uh, wanted a big-time contract. The Miami Heat weren't willing to pay him the way that the Lakers played, uh, paid Kobe Bryant late in his career where they really tied up all of their assets into Kobe. And if anyone knows me, they know I love Kobe, whatever. But I was I was personally frustrated by that time frame because the Lakers were just terrible because they couldn't get anybody because they were paying Kobe all this money. And uh, any, anyway, the Heat weren't willing to do that. So Wade was uh, a free agent more or less, and he went to Chicago, which is where he's from. It's his hometown, and they had a decent season, uh, kind of up and down last season. They made the playoffs as an eight seed, went up 2 nothing on the Celtics in the playoffs, and you thought, you know, hey, maybe, they, maybe they're on to something. Uh, but Rondo got hurt, and the Celtics ended up winning that in the series after and before losing to the Cavaliers. And all this ties together because as part of that, you know, that Celtics team had uh, – let me say this real quick. I'm really happy to see Wade back in Miami. If you've seen his, you know, his Twitter, Instagram, like him and his wife Gabrielle Union are very happy to be back there. It's really good that they were able to um, put all that bad blood aside from a couple of years ago, and him and Pat Riley repaired the the relationship. And because uh, that's the way that it needed to be. It, it, that it it was weird seeing Wade in a Bulls uniform. It was even weirder seeing him in a Cavaliers uniform, uh, even though they wore the. The Vice jerseys the other night, it just looked good seeing him back on that Miami floor. And they they play again. This is Tuesday evening. Uh, this will be Tuesday evening as I'm recording this. Uh, they play this evening against the Bucks. It'll be really cool to see Wade. He, he'll never be the player that he once was, but it's good seeing him in Miami. Uh, I mentioned that Celtics team last year. Isaiah Thomas was part of that uh, part of that roster and was playing at pretty much an MVP level despite his defensive deficiencies. He was... A very good offensive player, carried them through, especially that second round against the Wizards that went seven games, uh, but just wasn't able. They just did not have enough firepower to match up with the Cavs last year. And uh, Thomas went out with that hip injury. The Celtics somehow won game three, but uh, just that was they got blown out the next two games. And uh, the Cavaliers eventually lost in the finals, were overpowered by the Warriors, which led them to, like, look, we've got to do some things this offseason and all of a sudden Kyrie Irving wants to be traded and so and I, I'm giving you a history lesson because it leads up to the trade deadline um, Kyrie gets traded they bring in Isaiah they bring in a bunch of guys and the chemistry just all year long just hasn't been there it's been drama I mentioned last week it's always drama on a LeBron James team but this more so the normal people blaming Kevin Love for things Isaiah you know just talking too much like he's known to do sometimes uh so the trade deadline goes by the other day. The Cavaliers sent Isaiah and Channing Fry to the Lakers for Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, and a uh, and a draft pick. Um, actually, no, excuse me. They sent their draft pick to the, the Lakers. Sorry about that. They sent their draft pick, not the Brooklyn pick that was coveted. That's probably going to be at least a top five pick. Um, they sent their draft pick to the Lakers uh, to get some of those guys back, which I found funny because you know, the Cavaliers made, I think they Across three different trades, they brought in six new players. Um, the two that I mentioned, they brought in Rodney Hood uh, from Utah. They brought in George Hill from Sacramento. And against the noted Celtics the other day, on Sunday, they looked great and blew them out. And everyone's freaking out, like, oh, the Cavaliers are back. They're going to run through the East. I'm like, yo, it's just it's just one game. Just relax. 
Uh, we don't know yet. We do this we're always prisoners of the moment. What's what's going to happen when the Cavaliers lose two in a row here in a couple of weeks? It's going to be all uh, you know. It's it's going to be all the same things. And the thing that I found the funniest about these trades is that by acquiring Isaiah, the Lakers were able to move a couple pieces. They got to keep Lonzo. Uh, they got to keep Brandon Ingram. They got to keep Julius Randle. They got to keep Kyle Kuzma. All these guys that you were sure they were going to have to trade to bring in anything in return, they got to keep these guys. And on top of that, they have now enough uh, salary cap space this offseason to go after a LeBron James or a Paul George, where if they strike out on those next offseason, they've got the, they'll have the cap space to go after a Kawhi Leonard, a Klay Thompson, you know, what have you. Like they've got the cap space. It's in order that the funny, that's what I was saying. The funniest thing is Cleveland, if they have a desire to keep LeBron James, which I personally don't think that Dan Gilbert wants anything to do with LeBron after this season. It's like, okay, this is enough of a headache. Every single year I'm dealing with drama around my franchise. Let me just bring in some of these young guys from the Lakers. I got Rodney Hood. Now I got George Hill. We can build around these. I've got Brooklyn's pick. That's going to be a great pick. As someone I can build a franchise around. Like Let's just move forward without LeBron. He can go to L.A., he can go back to Miami, he can go wherever he wants after this offseason. Let me get far away from him. So you basically just gave, as part of the trade, you basically just gave the Lakers that opportunity. Like, hey, look, you, you want him? Please get him this offseason. Please, I'm giving you the cap space and the flexibility to get him. Please get him. Some, somebody come get him, please. Like, the drama, it's enough. I mentioned, like, there's several teams that people talk about he could go play for. I really think there's only two teams that he'll consider. I think he'll, like, really, really consider. And I'm not just saying this because they're my two favorite teams. I, I don't, and I, I could be spectacularly wrong about this, but I don't see him considering anyone other than the Lakers or the Heat going back to Miami. You know, one of his kids is in school in L.A., and his ties and friendship with Magic Johnson, and of course the obvious ties with the Heat, having spent four years there opening up foundations and stuff in the city. Um, I could see him finishing his career with Dwayne Wade and that um, young Heat roster, and the way that the Heat operate. You know, they're they don't have any superstars on their team right now, and they're hovering between that three seed and that seven seed in the East. Like they're maximizing everything. That just like last year, they started off ten and thirty one, and finished the season 31-10, and 10, the best record across the second half of the season, but missed the playoffs by one game to the Chicago Bulls <laughs> that had Dwayne Wade on there. So they're able to maximize with no superstars. They've got, they made an all-star out of Goran Dragic, which is he's a great point guard. He's a really good player. But as far as superstars go, like you need at least one, you need at least two superstars usually on a team to compete. Like That's why the Rockets needed Chris Paul, James Harden. And you've seen what the Warriors have done, the Cavaliers, you know, put it together with Kevin Love and, and Kyrie like you you need those superstars and the Heat don't have those and but they could still maximize with LeBron and, and Wade finishing out his career there you could see how next season they could they could make a run maybe even bring in somebody else and trade Hassan Whiteside whatever but those are the two teams. I know people say Houston cuz he can go play with Chris Paul or people say you know what about with Carmelo and like I I just if this were like 2010 or this were even 2014 when LeBron went back to Cleveland, I could see the whole super team thing, like with the super friends, you know, him and Wade and, and Carmelo and, and CP3. But these are all going to be guys 
Like him and Wade and Carmelo are going to be in their 16th seasons in the NBA. And Chris Paul's not getting any younger either. So I don't see how that would work. But um, the it made the trade deadline made the league more intriguing. Um, it's still just going to be, I believe, the Warriors and probably the Cavaliers again. You know, the Rockets are up there, but the thing that's, that's yet to be seen with the Rockets and the Thunder in the West is, you know, and you've got the Raptors and the Celtics and sometimes the Wizards in the East. Like, we've not seen these teams really be successful when their backs are against the wall. The Thunder are strange because last week they beat the Warriors pretty handily but lost to the Lakers twice. Like it's just a kind of a weird dichotomy of like who are the Thunder? Like you've got three great players, but when it comes to the playoffs, are they going to come through or not? And of course, the Timberwolves look really good out in the West too. But um, NBA is fun, it's exciting and intriguing, and I'm not going to have that argument that if it's better than the NFL, are going to take over for the NFL in the near future. You already, if you go back uh, the last couple of weeks on the on the on the show on the podcast, you'll hear my takes on that. So I'm not going to go there. Uh, but I'm going to transition out of the NBA uh, since it's Valentine's Day into something that someone that I love talking about, and uh, then we'll move on to some other things. So now most of you remember a time not long ago where if you turn on your television, uh, especially if you're watching ESPN, if you're watching commercials, you would see the lovely Ronda Rousey all over your TV screen. Uh, you would go to the movies and you would see, you know, she's in the Fast and Furious franchise. I forget which one. I believe it was seven. Uh, she was in that one. She was in one of the Expendables. Like you've seen her a lot of different places, and there was a concern once she started doing commercials and movies that she was going to lose a step. And back in uh, 2013, she won a fight against Misha Tate, but she admitted after the fight, she said, "Look, I lost a lot of muscle because I just didn't have the same time to work on my body." That, like I was working on shooting this movie and I just didn't have the time. I was still working out, but I didn't have the time to devote to working these muscles out. And it almost got me this time. So I'm going to make sure that I'm on point for my next fight. And she then lost her next two fights. Uh, or at least not the next two. She won a couple after that. And then uh, she lost the fight to Holly Holm. And I forget, forgive me, because I lost my notes uh, before I hit the record button. But um, she lost her last two fights in the UFC. And she was she went on Ellen back in uh, 2016, back in February, around this time two years ago, and said that she considered, she even considered uh, killing herself after the loss to Holly Holm. And I'm going to tie that into something I talk about at the end of this episode. But um, that, that mindset that we always think... Uh, most of us, as we watch, we see athletes or we see celebrities, they get into trouble or they they go through a tough time. We just go, oh, they'll get over it because they've got money and they'll be fine. But like, And I personally, like, I'm not a millionaire, obviously. I, I don't know what it's like to have that kind of income and whatnot. Uh, but I can imagine that your emotions are your emotions. Your depression is your depression. If you're bipolar or what have you, like if you have certain things like Johnny Manziel was on Good Morning America yesterday talking about, yeah, I got diagnosed bipolar depression and I was self-medicating for a long time, meaning I was drugs, alcohol, whatever, just to get back to that happy place. And it, after a while it wasn't working or those highs are the greatest highs in the world. And those lows are the lowest lows in the world. 
And I'm telling you personally, I can understand that. But when it comes to Rousey, like I can, I can see where I am the best. People are talking about me fighting Floyd Mayweather. Like people are talking about whatever. And then all of a sudden I, I lose and I lose like that. And I feel like my whole world's over. Like if I don't have this anymore, this height, this peak of what, wherever I was at, then there's nothing else to live for. Um, and that's got to be a crazy thing. And so now she's she was kind of out of the spotlight for a little bit and reemerged uh, recently. There were pictures of her uh, having dinner with Triple H and with Stephanie McMahon of WWE. And people were talking about, is she going to wrestle? And it's always she's always hinted at a long time that she loves the WWE, that she uh, grew up loving wrestling. It's something she'd like to do one day. So a few weeks ago, I mentioned this on the podcast, but a few weeks ago, at the uh, at the Royal Rumble, she showed up after it was over and came out and kind of had a stare down with uh, some of the ladies in the ring and then pointed at the WrestleMania sign as if to say, I'll be there. And uh, last night on Monday Night Raw, uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, this the most recent edition of Monday Night Raw, uh, Kurt Angle came out and said that at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view in a couple weeks that Ronda Rousey will be there to sign her WWE contract with the Monday Night Raw brand. And so that's, for me, as a wrestling fan and as a Rousey fan, it'll be good to see her doing what she loves to do, something that she enjoys. And I I hear a lot of people all the time, because it happened with Brock Lesnar as well, where, oh, he couldn't hack it, so he's just going to go back to wrestling or whatever. And those two situations are different, because Lesnar had been a wrestler before. Lesnar came up, he was, uh, you know, champion wrestler through college and, and everything else, and you know, made it to the WWE, was dominant, and then, you know what, like, I want to try some other things. So he dabbled, he tried He tried out for the Minnesota Vikings, it didn't work out. Um, after that, he still did some wrestling, uh, had an epic match with Shinsuke Nakamura, who won the Royal Rumble a couple of weeks ago uh, for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and so started working out and doing fighting, and got beat by Frank Mir early on, and then covered and was champion and it was kind of the same thing he had health issues and wasn't ever quite the same and so went back to wrestling he's been back in the wwe what is it now probably six seven years which is crazy to think about time goes by that fast but so this isn't really the same thing uh, rousey loves wrestling has always wanted to do this and she's maybe she has lost a step as far as a fighter she's not ruled out fighting again doing a cross promotional thing like lesnar did a couple of summers ago but um i think it'll be fun to watch her and I don't think that this is uh, people equate wrestling with being fake and whatnot. And that, and that's fine. It's not something that you're into. It's not something that you're into. I, although I would advise you that whatever movie you watch or whatever TV show you watch is probably fake too. Like all, like all those dragons in game of Thrones aren't exactly real. Um, just spoiler alert. They're, they're not real. Wrestling is as real, if not more real than your favorite TV show. But I'll get off my soapbox there for a second. Um, like I said, I keep repeating myself. I'm, I'm excited that she's doing what she loves because people seem to forget that she's she has competed in the Olympics. It's not like she's just some sort of celebrity that was made by this fighting thing or whatever. Like no, she earned her stripes. She was an Olympic athlete. She won the bronze medal in 2008. Uh, so she's legitimate athlete. So it'll be fun to see kind of where this goes. And um, I mentioned earlier 
And this isn't exactly a smooth transition, but there really is no, you know, I was really thinking, I was writing notes and stuff, and I was thinking, like, what's a smooth way to transition from whether it be basketball or from Ronda Rousey to this topic? And there really is no way to transition to this topic. Um, I mentioned the struggles that Ronda was having after losing to Holly Holm, and I mentioned at the beginning that there are people that struggle uh, with different thoughts, not just for Valentine's Day, but throughout the year with different things, whether they be depression or anxiety or suicidal thoughts, or maybe they suffer themselves from bipolar disorder or any number of things. Um, I wanted to let people know, and whatever platform I have, it may not be great, but I, I didn't want a day to go by or an opportunity to pass where I'm not sharing this because I know there have been times where someone has shared something and they may not have even known that it was for me, but it was for me and it helped me. And I wanted to, whether there's, you know, seven people or one million seven people or 70 million people listening to this is irrelevant. Whatever people are listening to it, I want to try to do what I can to help you. And if you don't want to hear any of this super serious stuff, just, you know, I don't know, like close your ears or go listen to something else, like whatever, that's fine. But for the people that have certain things that they deal with, I just wanted to reach out to you real quick. So Valentine's Day can be a reminder of a lot of different things. And again, I may intersperse some humor here, but I, I really want the, the heart of this is a serious is what I'll end with. There are like six different things that, and these kind of these kind of tie together. But there are six different reminders, key reminders, that Valentine's Day will kind of make you think about or remind you of. That will remind you either number one that you're single, or number two that you're not single. Uh, you may be in a relationship that you don't want to be in. Uh, maybe number three, you're trying not to be single. You're part of number one too, where you're single, but you're like, I, like I don't want to be single anymore. I want to be with somebody. Um, or maybe it's even number four that you're in a relationship, but your significant other may be away for business or on the other side of the, the country or other side of the globe. Maybe they're, you know, in the military, like, you know, any number of things. Um, if you're a parent, number five, your, your kids might be dating. Your kids might be dating and that may terrify you. Uh, and number six, and this can kind of encompass any, this can kind of be for anybody, whether you're single, not single, whatever. Number six is it reminds you of your past relationships. It reminds you of your past failures. It reminds you of your past uh, shortcomings, whether they be recent. Maybe you just came out of a breakup or maybe you're thinking, you know, four or five years ago, you're like, man, I was with this great person and I blew it. And how much I'd love to share Valentine's Day with them this year. Uh, as like, There's a number of different things. But those are like the key six. And there, there are other things as well. Like there are expectations on you, not just on Valentine's Day, but all throughout the year. Like you've got this expectation, like, look, I've got to be this wonderful uh, person that stands on my own two feet. And I have to be this great lover, be this great person and, and do all the right things. And maybe you're reminded of money issues. Uh, I mentioned if you're a parent and your kids may be dating you, it, it, when it comes to money issues, you've got to pay a babysitter and babysitters if they're smart they turn into like gordon gecko on wall street where they're like well it's valentine's day like i'm in high demand like i'm gonna charge you triple what i would typically charge you uh maybe the money issues come from man i gotta pick like the right restaurant or deliver this great experience and flowers and a present and do all this and like like that can be i'm not saying that everyone listening to this is broke <laughs> i'm just saying that no matter how much money you have you 
can worry about these things. Like, no, I'm trying to save money for a new car or trying to save whatever. Those can be things that weigh on you this time of the year too. Like the expectation of creativity where it's not simply enough for me to just go get you a dozen flowers and a box of chocolates. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. Like there's an expectation of creativity. Like it, you hear at Christmas time, it's the thought that counts. And your thoughts, you they better be on point or you're afraid, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, that like everything you did isn't going to matter because your significant other's best friends, significant other just did better for them. Um, there's also a weird worry about food this time of year where it's like, well, maybe you're, and this one's a little bit more random, but maybe you're on a diet and you're like, okay, well now we're going to go out to eat and I'm going to have a bunch of chocolate and then I'm going to have a bunch of ice cream and like, Whatever it is, like you're worried about your diet and, and this and that. And the last thing really that is a reminder or something that you need to think about is uh, there can be drama. There can be drama because I mentioned maybe your past relationships, but even if it's a current one, maybe you've been not been in the best place uh, in your relationship leading up to this day. Um, and so this day can be a reminder of the drama that's going on in your life, whether you're single or, or not single. Uh, there's still that pressure of like removing the drama. And this whole day really is built around emotions. And people make wild decisions, uh, non-rational decisions when they're emotional. And whether those be good or bad, you may get into an argument or blow up about something because of all this pressure on you it's not even a big deal or you might make a decision that you think is a good one and and i'm not saying that if you're if you're in love with someone and you want to do the right thing then do the right thing i'm not saying don't do that but don't make an emotional decision just because hey it's valentine's day i need to make like this day this one day of the year doesn't need to define your relationship and more importantly it doesn't need to define you it doesn't need to define who you are be yourself love yourself and do for yourself first and foremost and that's not to say be selfish and never do anything for anyone especially not your significant other if you're in a great relationship by all means spoil that person but you can't do those things properly you cannot do those things properly if you're not in love with yourself first you don't know i'm telling you from personal experience you can't love someone properly if you don't love you properly you need to get into that place first don't make an emotional decision don't do this wild proposal or whatever just just because it's valentine's day there's no need to do that if if this one day of the year defines your relationship with your significant other then that relationship isn't worth the bottle of Pepto-Bismol I mentioned at the start of this. It's just really not. Um, just to let you know, and I'll get off of this, and we'll lighten up the mood next week and talk about stuff that isn't this crazy or whatever. But just to let you know, that it's okay to be alone. It's okay to be alone. It's okay to be upset. There's nothing wrong with you if you're upset on this day. Uh, whether you're single or not single, you're allowed to hate the idea of Valentine's Day. It doesn't make you a bad or evil person. And most importantly, you're not alone. And I, you know, you think of the 
the songs and you're not alone and Michael Jackson and like you hear people say, oh, you're not alone. Like you hear it and it doesn't register, but you're literally not alone. I put a post on Facebook a couple nights ago saying, look, if you need proof that you're the one more light that the world needs, like I need you. I need you to be strong. Like I need you to be okay with yourself. I, I need all of that. And again, it's okay if you're not in that perfect place. Find someone to talk to. And one of the things that I love and hate about music is it can make something, it can put something at the forefront of your mind, but also at the same time, once that's absorbed into your mind, it becomes subliminal and you tend to forget about it consciously. And what I mean by that is there's a song by that uh, rapper, whatever, Logic, and it's the Suicide Hotline. It's like the name of the song is the 1-800 number. And I'm going to give you that number here in just a second. And it's cool when everyone hears the songs and they sing it and it's like, okay, cool, it's another song. And I'm telling you, if, if you're, and it's not, it's, yes, it's for people that have suicidal thoughts, but even if you're struggling deeply from depression or anxiety, you can call that number 1-800-273-TALK is the number 1-800-273-T-A-L-K. If I could speak, I'd give you the number better. Uh, matter of fact, I know this isn't exactly professional like radio quality, but let me give you the exact number because some people are like, oh, you can't use letters as numbers. 1-800-273-8255. Call that number because they can point you in the direction of, of where you need to go. And if you're like, you know what? I don't want to do that. It's not all that serious. There are people around you every day that would love to talk to you. You have friends that would be open to talking to you. You also should have friends or people in your life that are okay with, and if you're not a person of faith, just close your ears for a second. You should also have people around you that are willing to pray with you, pray for you, and not just the simple, yeah, I'll pray for you. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like actually like grab your hand, put your hand on your shoulder, put one hand in the air, whatever, and pray and actually have a conversation, have that conversation to help you. And if you don't have people like that in your life, I'm talking about friends that aren't even willing to talk to you about this stuff. They're not your friends. You have family members, you have whatever. You have people that are around you everywhere. And if you don't find someone, find a good person, strong person of faith, um, real faith, not judgmental faith, but like a real relationship with God and find one of those people and say, look, like this is weighing on me and would you please just talk to me about it? I'd love if you pray for me. And I would tell you almost without fail, you'll eventually find someone that's willing to do that. Um, so that's kind of my two cents on the holiday and everything else that surrounds it because these aren't issues that I'm just telling you that I, I struggle with, especially on this day, but not just this day. Pretty much every day of the year, at some point or another, I'm going to experience some sort of a, a uh, I guess, crash, for lack of a better term, where I'm like, okay, I need to reach out to somebody. Or, okay, I need to get my nose in a book or something, like something that's going to help me because these aren't these are real issues. And you learn to manage them and harness them and talk to people that can help you with that. Uh, but again, like, it's okay to have these feelings. It's okay to be upset. Like you're not alone. Reach out and talk to somebody. Uh, 1-800-273-8255. If, if you really need to do that, I, I, would, I would suggest that because it's better to at least try something than, you know, 
to not try, just to sit there every day without hope. And again, this has been very serious. And if you tuned out by this point, I t totally understand. I don't blame you. Uh, I usually sign off with like, hey, like I'd love to have you back. If not, I get it. Um, and it's kind of like a funny thing or whatever, but I, I do. Um, I'd love to have these conversations. And, you know, I always mention this isn't just a shameless plug. I'm being serious here. If you want to, you know, find me on Twitter or Instagram at the Nate Show 423, uh, send me a message. Uh, let me know what you think about any of this. If, if I'm saying too much, let me know. If I'm not saying enough, let me know. If you have your own thoughts on the matter or need to reach out, if you yourself need someone to talk to, uh, please feel free to reach out to me and I'll get back as soon as I can. But uh, I do appreciate you listening. Went kind of long-winded on a serious topic, and again, I'm not going to do some sort of funny sign-off this time. I uh, I do appreciate you tuning in, and I uh, look forward to talking to you again next week.